Wow, so hello church. Wow. Come on. Oh, wow. So on fire. Wow. So happy, happy new year. Uh, it's an amazing year. Actually, I realized um, some days ago, this is not just, just an ordinary year. It's like the 2020 means like a new decade. And uh, I had this, like this moment of thought, this is very a new, a unique uh, decade for us as a church, as a human being. And I believe the best is yet to come. This is actually a quote from Brian Houston, but I love it. The best is yet to come. I still believe it because with God, everything is possible. We started a brand new series called Grow. How can I de develop my faith? And I think this is a very important question because when you think about the year 2020, it's a new decade. Just think what can happen from now in 10 years. Maybe you can change your whole family. You can lead your whole family to Christ. Or maybe your whole neighborhood, you lead them into the Christ or into the church. Or you're planting your own company. You get married. You plant your own family, whatever. I think in 10 years, you can do so much for the kingdom of God. And this was like a, when the 1st of January came, God said to me, don't think about a year. Plan for the next 10 years. What can be and what can happen with God? You know why? I want to encourage you right now. Because um, this building where, where you're sitting right now in took us 10 years, you know. We were in America and I will never forget. My wife said to me, now I think it's time for we need a building. And we had no land and no building and no building project, nothing. And I said, wow, everything starts with an idea. Then she said, let's start praying for that miracle. We start to pray together. God gave us a building. I came home. I connected with a guy. And that guy said to me, I will build the building. I will do the whole planning. You do the church. I do the building. And when we moved in, he did the building and I did the church. And this building is a science of a decade. What can happen from an idea to a prayer to a meeting, working hard and boom, chocolate, the building is here. Take the Samsung Hall as an illustration for your own life. Don't estimate the small beginnings because at the end of the day, God can do something large. The second thing, just think about 20 years. Are you ready for 20 years? Because 20 years ago, God gave me a vision through a prophet from Brazil. Everything good comes from Brazil. <coughs> Are some Brazil people here? One, two, three. They're always very loud, you know. Hello. He said to me, you have a worldwide ministry and you will preach around the world. And I thought, okay. I was brought up in books, a small village, more cows than people. And 20 years later was the last December I flew home from South Africa. And in the plane, the Holy Spirit reminded me and said, Leo, 20 years ago, I gave you a prophetic word. And now last year, I preached in six continents around the globe. And I've seen after 20 years, the prophetic words came to fulfillment. Think about 10 years, think about 20 years. And I tell you something, you can do more than you ever can think or imagine. God is always bigger. Let's give God the biggest shot of applause in the house. Really, biggest shot of applause in the house. <laughs> so I want to give you the key. Uh, the key for my growth, for, for being still healthy, still being on fire. Because Rick Vaughan, a very famous preacher, said, you should have a role model who in, in, inspires you. But the role model should be already dead. Because they cannot disappoint you anymore. You know what you get, right? A person still alive, you, you're not sure what's happened. 
And he, I took a role model called Charles Finney, Charles Spurgeon. He was an amazing preacher in the UK. He had a revival moment. And when he was 60 years old, he was on fire through all the years. And people asked him, how can you be on fire for God more than 60 years? For those people, you are Christians for more than 20 years. If you're reading the Bible year after year, how many times have you read the story about David and Goliath? And every time you're surprised, David still wins. No, you're not surprised anymore because you know all the stories, right? After a while, it can be, become boring unless you have a strategy. And Spurgeon said, my strategy in all the years was I added every year something to the ministry where my spiritual muscles start to grow and it hurts a little bit. And that's the key. If you want to be on fire on the long run, add to your ministry every year a little bit, who is a challenge, and you feel like, oh my gosh, this is too much, and this keeps you pushing forward, and you can be really on fire for God. This is my strategy for my journey. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, and it's an amazing Bible verse, because at the end of the day, our goal is to do more if we want to glorify God's name. And it's never about my ministry. It's never about ISAF. It's always about the name of Jesus Christ. And if I can be the best vessel, I glorify Christ with my lifestyle. And that Bible verse says, Glory are being transformed into Jesus Christ's image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And my goal in my journey is I want to glorify Christ. Because in the end of the day, I live an eternity with Christ. And I want to give you a very a, a, a simple illustration of our church because we have some values and we have some cultures and not we thought what can be the values and cultures. And here is our next step culture, how we can be as a church or a small group or ministry on fire on the long run. Here are five areas, faith, relationships, health, resources, and work. If you're studying psychology, they will say those five areas has a day, day defining your identity. With other words, if you have all the five things in a good balance, you will do very well and very strong for the kingdom of God. And now, what I do every year for more than the last 20s, I do every year the same thing. I take the five areas down and I start to rate myself what happens the last year. For example, uh, faith, I gave a rating of nine for myself. I thought, oh, I, I'm a nine. There's still one percent. I can do more. You have to understand I'm very positive. That's why I gave myself a nine. If you're not so positive, maybe you give yourself a two, whatever. Then I thought about relationships. I rated for me like an eight. I think I can do better in terms of relationship. Eight is solid, three solid. Health, I gave a five. Yeah, it's not if you touch me, you, feel, you, you will feel it's like, it's like stone. It's like, that's not the thing. I'm very fit. But the thing is, the last year I often forgot to keep the Sabbath, the day off. And uh, God reminded me, remind me uh, some months ago, said, hey, what's about the Sabbath? Said, oh, God, you know, I preach Friday, I preach Saturday, I preach Sunday, do it for you. And God said, what's about the Monday? Oh, then I work again. And that's, that's, I'm not, not proud to say this, but that means in health, I'm not 10, I'm a 5. 5 means, for me, it's not good. Then resources, I gave myself a 10. 
I think I'm doing there strong. Work, I gave myself also a 10. And in the end of the day, what you can see is there is a five. And in that area, I think God puts the finger on health and say, Pastor Leo, if you want to do strong on stage, wherever, keep the Sabbath. If you don't keep the Sabbath, you will have a problem on the long run. You can take this picture into a barrel. If you're standing in front of a barrel, and this is very funny because the minimum if health is only a five, that means this is my minimum. You understand what I mean? I can do strong, but the minimum defines the capacity in your life. And you want to fill up the capacity that make the weak things stronger in your life. And these five areas in the barrel is for me like a mirror, a coaching system. It helps me to keep going, to keep strong, to be Christ-centered and be the best vessels in the hand for, for the kingdom of God. And this is for me like a very cool illustration for you guys as well. If you have your time the next week, just take the five areas and rate yourself. And think about the barrel, and this gives you a, a, a glimpse of an area how you can develop with God to the next month. I want to uh, speak about faith, this area. And uh, as a church in America, they did a study with 2,000 churches, 50,000 Christians called Reveal Study. And they thought when all the people in a church service or in a church, they figure out there are four groups in the church, four faith groups in the church. I want to explain this with this screen here. The first group, they called like exploring Christianity. They are people, they're not believing in Christ yet. They're hungry. They're coming to the church. Maybe people have invited them to a small group or whatever. They're sitting in the church. They, have to, they ask the question, is Christ real? Is the Bible really truth? They're not, they're not having opened up their heart right to Christ. They're exploring Christianity. The second group is actually growing in Christ. They call like baby Christian. They said yes to Christ. They're like baby. And baby Christians are cool, handsome, but a lot of work. You have to disciple them, pray with them, explain them everything because they're baby. After baby Christians, you get mature after a while. And the next stage, you're close to Christ style. That means you're very mature. The Bible is your foundation and you love the church. You serve maybe somewhere. This is the group number three. The fourth group is actually Christ center. That means you are a mom and a dad in Christ. And now think about Paul said to the church, I would love to preach meat to you guys, the real word to you, but you cannot handle the real meat. And I said, I had to preach milk because you're still babies, a little bit mature, but I would love, if you don't drink milk anymore, you're growing, you're increasing into a Christ-centered lifestyle. Because the goal in the end of the day is that we are leaders, we are models, we are mom and dad for other people. This is actually the goal. And my question is, even in, in our church, if I look into the service, we have four different categories of people. And my challenge is to you and to me, how can you increase from one level to the next level? For the exploring Christian means I say yes to Jesus Christ, and here's the word grace. You only can receive Christ by grace. Have you... You remember that day when Christ opened your 
But when the Holy Spirit opens your eyes and you understand, I'm a sinner, I failed, I need Christ. This was like a, a, an amazing moment. This could be like a step. You say, Christ, yes, I give my life to you. This morning, many, many people responded. They gave their lives to Christ because it's new year, new beginning. I will trust the Lord. If you're a baby Christian, what is the next step becoming a close to Christ? That means you start to read the Word of God. You start to read the Bible. You believe in the Word of God because the system of the world, the thinking of the world, is total, complete than the mindset of Christ. And I want to have more and more the mindset of Christ. If you're a close Christian, you become more mature, like a volunteer. You, you experience the get-free moment. Becoming Christ-centered life means giving. Giving it's your lifestyle. You, you realizing God has blessed me to be a blessing. God has given me a, 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 a calling or a gift, and I want to be a blessing. And I think it's a very important question right now. How can you increase your level of faith? You're going from level to level to level and another level. The word giving, for example, has this meaning for me. God has blessed us with money, and because Susanna's parents, they had a company, and they gave us some money, and God said to me, money, it's not for pleasure. Money, it's here for a purpose. And mature Christians, leaders, they understand money, it's a tool. And if I understand the money, I can be a blessing for people and for the kingdom of God. Our band, they will play a song, and I want to ask you, in this song, just think for a moment, which group I'm in and what could be for me the next step to grow and increase the capacity of God in your personal journey. How long will I have to hear the stories of how you were how long will I have to hear if I'm myself says that I'm okay? How long will I lift my voice and sing again that you were always good? When I'm feeling all this distance, I thought I never would. How long? As long as it takes for my heart to find its own as long as it takes to know I'm still not alone at the end of the day I'll stand right here and say I know that you love me miracle or not how long will I give myself before I give up waiting how long will I have to hide behind a smile that says that I'm okay how long will I hold on to the promises I thought I heard you speak when every passing day just leaves me broken down and weak as long as it takes At the end of the 
So I will not give up. I believe and I hold on. I think God has given you a promise for this gig decade. And I think we can do stronger and better with God. And I explained to you the first part of the message, how in which, which level you are and how you can develop. And now in the second part, I want to teach you how can you develop your faith, the miracle that God has in store for you guys. And maybe you're wondering what is this thick and this amazing uh, outfit I don't know, I wanna, I wanna end with the story of Bartimaeus in the Bible. I, I have read that story to my kids maybe a million times. And I just wanna do the same thing with you guys. I wanna explain you with the story of Bartimaeus, how you can develop your faith, how can you receive a miracle for your own journey. And for the next five minutes, you, could not, you cannot see my eyes anymore because I will, I will become blind. Are you ready? So this is Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus grew up, he was blind. And he sat by the roadside. And the roadside was a symbol of mediocrity. He wasn't off the road, he was not on the road, he was by the roadside. And my question when I read this story is always for myself. Have I stick in my life? Have I not increased anymore? Can it be that in certain areas of sexuality or money or ministry or reading the Bible, I'm somehow by the roadside. I become like mediocrity, not on fire, but also not lukewarm, just a little bit in the middle. And there's always good news because every time I read the Bible or I sit into the church or going to my small group, there's always that glimpse when I hear about Christ and Bartimaeus, he heard that Jesus, the son of David, will enter the city. And all of a sudden, Bartimaeus, he became hope, hope, hope that Jesus, the son of David, he can heal me. And Bartimaeus screamed, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You have to understand, church, hope is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Every time when you read the Bible, every time when you praise and worship Christ, every time when you hear a message, the Holy Spirit puts hope in me. Hope means there is change. Healing is still place. God can do still amazing miracles. Hope is a gift of the Holy Spirit because the Bible says faith, hope, and love. The three attitudes will last, but love will last forever. And one day, there's no need for hope and faith anymore because we are together with God. But hope, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. Every time when you receive the gift of hope, 
people, circumstances, or the devil, they will say, Psst, be quiet. Who do you think you are? You are just Bartimaeus. Tell me, people in your life, they make you small. They keep you small. They preach you small. They talk you small. Are there some people in your life, they keep you small? Psst. When they invented the radio, scientists, people said, if you start the radio, because of the radio waves, all the birds will fall down and they will be dead and there will be radio but no birds anymore. Years later, we laugh because it's not true. When they invite the railway, people were saying, if the railway goes faster than 60 miles an hour and you sit in the, in the train, your body will, boom, explode to a thousand pieces because your body cannot handle the speed. And now we laugh about dead facts. There are always stories or people or even a devil. When you have hope, And by the way, if it's not people, it's maybe yourself. Yeah, sorry. Is it yourself? You think, oh my gosh, you don't know my story. I made so many mistakes by purpose. Do you really think Psst, God will use me? This is how you think determines your future. And check out, Bartimaeus was so tired. If you're not tired, for a look life, lukewarm lifestyle, if you're not tired of not seeing revival, if not seeing your families get transformed, if you're tired, there was a longing in the life of Bartimaeus. He said, I don't care what people say, what people think, what the devil says, what the people think. And Bartimaeus cried so long, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Bartimaeus was definitely not a Swiss guy. You know what is the problem? We have fear of man. So many times people not receiving a miracle, a breakthrough, because we are afraid of what people thinking, what people think. We should apprehend according to the culture. But Bartimaeus said, I don't care about the culture. I don't care what people think. I don't care about the system. I don't care because my God is not bound in time, in limitation. He is the one. He can do everything. He only speaks one word. And I'm not, not blind anymore. The longing has been so strong that you say, I am so tired of my addictions. I am so tired of my habits. I am so tired of all those things. I need a miracle and I will receive a miracle. And now here's a nugget in the story of Bartimaeus. The moment he cried out, Jesus stopped Jesus always responds to those people. They believe they have a hope and longing is bigger than the circumstance. Jesus stopped. You think, oh, yeah, because of the story. 
You have to understand when Jesus once was in his hometown, when he was brought up, he could not perform one miracle. You know why? People didn't believe. Jesus only can perform a miracle in your life if you believe. If you have a longing, it's bigger than any circumstances. And then Jesus said, bring Bartimaeus. And here is the second nugget. <laughs> the second nugget. Before Jesus healed Bartimaeus. You know what Bartimaeus did? He took the rope. He was still blind. You see, why are you doing that? Just go to Jesus and when you healed, then you kick away the rope and the stick because Bartimaeus, this is your income. The stick is your income. The rope is your income. Before Jesus healed Bartimaeus, here is a nugget. He said, no, my old lifestyle, my old identity, I'm not a beggar anymore, I'm not blind anymore, this is not my life anymore. Before he went to Jesus, he said, no, to the life old style. Here is a nugget. You know why so many people not get healed? You come with your old habits to Christ and you hope that Jesus heals you and you can stay the same. You know, some uh, weeks ago, a friend of mine, she phoned me and she said, ah, God gave me a word for you, Pastor Leo. I said, yeah, tell me what kind of a word. She said, you know, how many times in your message you say, oh, my English is not so good. I'm not good in language. I'm a Swiss guy, blah, 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 blah. I said, yes, yeah, that's so right. I'm not good in language. My English is, you can hear I'm from Switzerland. If you are, yeah, you can hear it. But it's not a bad thing. You can also hear if, if a guy comes from India or from Africa. She said, no, that's not the point. You always use excuses. And you have to get rid of your old identity. Don't ever say again, I'm not good in language. My English is not good. You want to have a breakthrough that God gives you a new English. And that means from now on, you are saying, that's not my life anymore. I'm very well. I can preach English. I can speak English. People can understand you. And if this is your position, it's only a matter of time Jesus will heal you. And I think everyone has stories like that. And I had to get rid of that words and thinking. And then check this out. Jesus asked Bartimaeus, what do you want that I should do for you? What do you want to do me? Tell me, what do you want? Hey, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, what do you want? <laughs> Hey, who is blind in that story? Jesus, are you blind or I am blind? Tell me, am I, what do you want? Jesus, I'm, I cannot see. And often, I, I have to be honest, I didn't understand why Jesus was asking that question. And Jesus taught me and said, think for a moment. Until now he was a beggar. Until now he was a victim. Until now, he had no job, 
He could not see. He could not do anything. He was a beggar. The moment I heal him and he can see, he has no excuses anymore. And Jesus asked, do you wanna, really want to see? If you see, then you have to work. If you see, then you have to move into apartment. If you see, you will fall in love. Do you really want that? So many times we have a, a, a problem in life. Maybe you, your family is not doing well and you're praying, God, heal my family. And, God, and if God is healing your family and then? Then is your family strong and then? You do nothing because you're strong. God says, I healed your family for a purpose, for a reason, that you can do more for Christ, more for the kingdom. You can be a light for this world. Do you really want that? <laughs> and Bartimaeus said, yes, I want to see. And then Jesus touched him and he could see. And the moment he could see, he said, uh, I have never seen, what do you have here on your head? How do you call it? Hair. I have never seen hair. What kind of a color is that? Black. Oh my gosh. Black hair. These are sporty males. Oh my God. What is this? A shirt. Flipping flip. A shirt. He saw for the very first time, he could see girls, he could see a job, he could see an apartment. And all of a sudden, Bartimaeus need another miracle. I need a job, I need an apartment, I need a girlfriend, I want to start a family. And when God does one miracle, you need the next miracle, right? And that's why Jesus asked him, what do you want? I want to see. And that's how faith grows. Some people right now, people made you small, like psst. But you need people around you, they make you big. They believe there is more in you. And in closing of the message, I would love to pray for those people you're here right now. You are, belong to those group, to that group, you're not, you're not, you're not never having given your life to Christ. And that's a new year, maybe that's your action step to say yes to Christ. And after that prayer, I want to involve the whole church for the next faith step. Because God gave me 20 years ago a prophetic word, what happens the next 20 years. And I have seen that word become reality. And God gave me some months ago another prophetic words for the next 20 years. The first 20 years was the word ministry, a minister in the church. I saw the church growing. In the next 20 years, my job will be to multiply my leadership anointing around the world. And God gave me a picture how I will finish my race. Do you know, do, do you want to know it? No. I keep it in my heart. That's for me. That's for me. Sometimes you have to keep the word from God in your heart. Keep it like Mary keep it. That's important for me because I know if I go into struggles or seasons where I cannot see any growth, I'm not feeling like on fire, I see the picture. I see.